Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of Saddest Night Out. My name is Roy, and I'm the host of this daily podcast, which is primarily about music and creative culture in London. Yeah, I'm reverting back to the old intro, because I can't remember what the newer one was. I did not go out to any shows or anything last night. Last night, yesterday was Thursday, I'm recording this on Friday. Didn't go out. There were a couple of things I wanted to go to, but I just couldn't decide, and then by the time I kind of decided it was a bit late in the evening and I just thought not tonight not every night going out sometimes you stay in so unfortunately for those of you that listen to this podcast to hear my conversations it's just going to be little old me I thought I feel like I've touched on some points of introspection over this past week first uh, my first comeback episode when I was talking about how I'd taken a longer break than I'd planned to, and how it felt a bit hard to come back. Then the episode from the open mic, where I was talking about sharing what I do with people I wouldn't normally share it with, and trying to get used to that. So last... Oh, by the way, I'm, if you hear any noises in the background, I am ironing a shirt while I record this, because there's a lot on my mind I want to talk about, but I don't want it to turn into a half-hour ramble. So I'm giving myself as long as it takes to iron this shirt and then to hang all the other shirts I've ironed. When I go out, I almost always wear a white shirt. No real reason, but I am trying to embrace the iron a bit more these days, at this big, big age of mine. So, I figured I'd try to, to try and make sense of all I want to talk about, I'll break it down into three parts. What I do, what I want to do, and what I think, what the frustrations are, what the roadblocks are, what I think is getting in the way, or I think I'm getting in my own way. So, primarily, I make music. Although, if I was to make a record of how I spend my time, actually making music would not be the number one biggest use of my time. So, me saying primarily I make music, and me actually making music primarily, are two very different things. I make music as loads of Japanese bands. That's the artist name that I've chosen. I discovered it, because I didn't really come up with it. Someone else came up with it, and I just called shotgun on it, essentially. Back when I was at university, coming up to 10 years ago now, maybe a little less than 10 years, because it was my second year at university, starting a band with another friend that I was living with. And he wrote down a whole bunch of names. And one of those, now I remember, one of the band names he wrote down was Magnets. And in brackets next to it, he wrote down loads of Japanese bands. Because loads of Japanese bands use the word Magnets in their name. And that phrase alone sounded cool. So I said, I'll I'll use that. And I've stuck with it ever since. I like it because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't sound like an artist's name. It's not the kind of name that you hear and can already imagine what that artist sounds like. It just sounds nonsensical. And that's what attracted me to it. So, I make music. And in trying to get somewhere with regards to playing live and just progressing with music, you know, turning it into a thing, I would go to a lot of shows to see other bands play and meet the people who seem to share an interest of mine. I started this podcast because I'm very good at procrastinating with the music I make, and thought if I had some sort of separate account of what I've done each day, it would be a little bit harder for me to procrastinate. 
and then going to shows, it somewhat made sense to me, why not talk to the people I'm encountering at these shows? Although I think the very first one I recorded was a conversation with a couple of writer friends about the Oscars. That was the first epi- That was the first conversation I recorded. Then it was a few solo episodes of just me talking, and I think there was some original music, I can't remember. And then I think Fur were the first band I spoke to, and then I tried to get into the habit of either going to shows or at the open mics I host, which is the other thing I do, talking to people about what it is they do. You know, to help with the cross-promotion, to help put myself out there, to learn a bit about how other people are trying to pursue their their artistic dreams in whichever field they may be in. So yeah, that's, that's primarily what I do. Make music, host the podcast, and help to host open mic nights. What I want to do is, more than anything, play live shows with a full band. I think I have music that would translate very well at a live show. The closest I've come to it with this music I'm making currently, because I was in a band when I was a teenager, who wasn't? And we did play some shows back then, and to my memory they went pretty well. Our friends seemed to like us a lot, but I don't know what you can really make of that. But uh, I feel as though the music I have now would be really fun to play live and would win over people just in general if it was performed live. I only really have the other bands I've seen live to compare it to, but I think it would not only just fit in, but could stand out. I would like to continue the podcast. Honestly, I just wish the podcast was more popular, as silly as that sounds. I started up the Patreon when I started the podcast, thinking, oh yeah, you know, once word gets out about what I'm doing and the novelty of my idea, surely interest will snowball, momentum will gather, and pretty soon the Patreon will get to a point where there's enough people supporting me via that that I can make it something of a full-time pursuit. At time of recording, I think I have all of three patrons and Patreon. My dad, my number one fan, really. Uh, Romeo, the guy who runs the open mic nights that I helped to host, and Emily, uh, an artist I met in Leeds, who I mentioned a couple of episodes ago. And, yeah, I think that's most... Ah, must burn myself there. That's m- m- what I want to do the most, primarily. Just perform. I'd also like to get to a point where, as far as making money is concerned... Because right now I'm on the on a certain rung of the ladder, which I think a lot of people my age are at, where your time literally equals money. If you miss a day's work, you miss a day's pay, so to speak. I'd like to get to a point where I don't have to clock in every time in order to earn. I'd like to build up something where even if I'm not physically working, I'm still bringing in some sort of income. And the most logical way to do that when it comes to music is to record something that people continue to purchase. So even if you're not physically playing shows, you still have something out there that's bringing in money. 
I also wouldn't mind this slightly journalistic route that the podcast has led me down becoming something of an additional earner as well. So maybe I could do what I'm doing but on a radio station or become one of those much, much coveted presenters that could just present anything. In fact, what what I'd quite like to present, I'm sure, I'm sure everything I'm saying on this episode, by the way, is something I've said before, but I just, I'm trying to gather my thoughts a little bit. I would very much like it if what I'm doing with this podcast could ultimately lead to hosting something akin to the Jules Holland show, which is essentially a music showcase, a whole bunch of artists in one room, and everyone just performs their own music but it would be skewed more towards newer artists. And I think particularly those that play instruments. But I don't know how I feel about that. Because I think to be an artist that play, physically plays instruments, I think that's a bit uh, rock, rock-ist. And that's not entirely where I want to focus so I've talked about what I do. I've talked about what I want to do. So the next thing is, what's getting in the way? What's stopping me? And I'm, as somewhat sad as it might seem, I think the old adage is true. If it is an old adage. It's basically the idea that the only thing stopping you from achieving your dreams is you. It's from an XKCD cart comic. XKCD is a webcomic and one of their most popular issues, I guess is when someone lays into someone else with an insult that essentially ends with you are mediocre and the only thing stopping you from achieving your dreams is the fact that you're the one dreaming them. And I think there's some element of truth to that with regards to my situation. I think I, when I last spoke to Romeo, which was two weeks ago on Sunday, We arrived at the idea of how being busy can make you feel like you're being productive, but in actual fact you're not. You're just being busy. And in order to avoid that trap, that quicksand pit, you have to be a bit blunt about what it is you actually want to achieve and how you can go about achieving it. And then you can be busy doing that instead of letting other things fill you up and make you feel busy when you're not actually trying, you're not actually working towards your goals. And that's what I started to think about the podcast. Maybe the podcast is just a way for me to feel like I'm achieving something or doing something when I'm actually continuing to procrastinate from pursuing my own music. Yes, you know, I put some of my own music at the end of episodes here and there and I've performed more open mics, etc. But if I'm being blunt, I think my biggest shortcoming is that I want to I don't want to take a step into the unknown. I want to try and cushion the any potential blow as much as possible before I put myself out there. Because I think what I really should be doing is if I want to play live, I should focus on assembling a band, getting a rehearsal, booking a show and going for it. Yes, there's a chance the band might not be a hundred percent before you play. Yes, there's a chance it might not be a completely sell-out show where you're welcomed with open arms by a crowd that cheer your name immediately. But 
you have to make some steps in that direction to arrive at your desired destination. I mean, the same thing's essentially true of the podcast, but I think with the podcast, there was a lower cost of entry because all I had to do was approach someone with my phone and say, hey, do you mind if I talk to you for my podcast? Maybe they say yes, maybe they say no. If they say yes, we have a conversation, put it online, and there you go. But with And maybe people listen to it, maybe people don't, but it wasn't that hard to get to, at least for me anyway, in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't that hard to do. But the thought of getting other people to learn my songs, rehearse my songs, getting somewhere to let me play a show, putting the word out, I think I have a fear. I think my biggest fear is trying to get people to come to the show and it proving more difficult than I would like it to be. And that's been the case with the podcast too. I mean, it's not exactly a runaway success, hundreds of thousands of listeners or anything like that. I'm not sponsored by Squarespace yet, so clearly I'm not doing as well as most podcasts. Well, clearly I'm not in that popular tier anyway. But because it's just me talking into my phone, I mean, just it's such a low-fi thing to accomplish. It not being met with rapturous applause isn't enough for me to put off doing it. Because even if it's just me that listens to it, it still feels somewhat fulfilling. And that's very much been the case with my music too, because I've got a whole bunch of material that only I know, and I really like it. But if I really want to make something of it, I have to, like I've been doing with performances at open mics, I have to get more accustomed to the idea of other people hearing it, other people seeing me perform, and putting myself out there. Yes, the open mics is a start, but that's not what I want to be my bread and butter as a performer. I want to be part of a group performing my music in, I suppose, traditional venues, etc., etc. So why am I not working towards that? As well as having an artist name like loads of Japanese bands, I also have a whole bunch of songs that all have the same name. And that name is Midnight. I like... But the primary idea behind that was if someone was to find me on Spotify and then look at the music I have up there, it would all have the same name. So it'd be that little bit harder to find the one song that you like. Which is maybe a cool idea, although it makes things a little bit difficult for you. It's similar to bands having names that are really difficult to search for online. I think there's a million and w- there are a million and one artists who have those type of silly, funny names that are hard to search for. But unless you've got some clout or some uh, momentum of publicity behind you, that joke just that that joke only goes as far as you and your friends. And I think there's something similar with the music I want to make. If I have ideas for doing things a bit differently than the norm you just make the struggle that little bit harder for you. I started a couple of days ago, or restarted, I should say, writing down set lists, or set lists of my songs. Because I started thinking, okay, so at the moment, I'm coming up with my own songs, and as far as performances go, it's open mics, 
and I'm slowly but surely finishing more songs so I have more songs to perform at open mics. So let's extrapolate that, let's take that further. Let's say you want to play a show. To play a show you'll need a set list, so maybe you start there. Maybe you finish enough songs to have a set list, then you get a group together to learn said set list, then you, you know, start looking for venues to play and booking a show. And at least you now have something more concrete to work towards. Instead of just saying somewhat vaguely, oh, I want to make music and play shows. Now it's, I want to play this set list with these performers at this venue in the month of December, say. You know, the goal becomes a little less nebulous and a little more specific. Which means it's a little easier to measure your progress and actually work towards achieving the goal. Because if you just say, I want to make music, it's very easy to keep changing the goalposts and keep making excuses for why you have done X or Y or haven't done A or B. And on that, my return episode, when I talked about how there's potentially a lot more money in comedy, you can make a lot more money for a 20-minute comedy set, which is just you. It's still a difficult craft, but similar to you know doing a podcast versus having a band, Coming up with a com- like performing and coming up with comedy as opposed to writing songs, getting a band together, etc. I think there's equal levels of difficulty, artistically speaking, but logistically, performing a comedy set, it just requires you to go to the venue and perform. As opposed to a band when you need other people to have their own instruments, to be able to play said instruments, to learn your songs, to all be able to travel to the venue, etc., etc. Another thing that comes to mind is, when it comes to just having a band and playing shows, at least a lot of the bands I'm seeing, I get the impression they have a group of friends that they can somewhat rely on to come to their shows. Because even if you're just playing a free show, the venue expects you to bring people who will buy drinks. So it implies not only the cost of you having instruments, having travel, etc., etc., that higher cost of entry that involved in playing music in a band but it also implies you have the type of social circle that can afford to go out on a weeknight pay a ticket price or at least buy drinks at a venue and that too especially in this day and age when you could just get a a monthly £10 subscription to Netflix and never really have to leave the house It's that much harder to get people to part with their money for your music, especially when they might not be particularly familiar with you or your music when you're starting from scratch. And I think it's the fear of how difficult that task is that's stopping me from, you know, earnestly working towards it. And these are thoughts I've had for... A very long time. These are things I think I've raised on the podcast repeatedly. When you've done as many episodes as this, it's easy to lose track of what you said and which one. But saying it out loud always helps to fine-tune my train of thought. There's a saying that motivation is a muscle. You have to keep exercising it. It's not just on Monday you're motivated and that's it. You're motivated forever. On Tuesday you have to work at it, on Wednesday you have to work at it, because like any muscle, you know, you have to 
keep exercising it in order to strengthen it. So the more I remind myself of where I'm at and what it is I want to achieve and try to align those two what it is I want to achieve, what was it I said on the phone yesterday? It was something along the lines of, you can work backwards, look up what it is you ultimately want to achieve and work back towards where you are now and how you can achieve it. And you can look up where you are now and extrapolate how what you're doing now can get you to what it is you want to achieve. And if those two ideas are the same, then you're on the right track. But if you find yourself saying, I want to do X, so working backwards, I need to do this and this and this. And on the other hand, I'm currently doing this. And if I keep doing it, it gets me to this place. And those two places are different. I don't know if what I'm saying makes sense now. I think I'm saying a lot of things. Unless you can see me putting my, waving my hands around, I think it gets a little confusing to understand what I'm saying. But basically, if what you are doing doesn't, clearly lead towards what you ultimately want to achieve and maybe you need to reassess what it is you're doing to get to realign with what your ultimate goal was in the first place all of this is just a long-winded way of saying i think i need to sooner rather than later start looking for other musicians book a rehearsal space and start working in earnest towards playing the show because some of the people i've spoken to on the podcast some of the bands i've been to see they're starting to really climb that ladder, start to achieve things. I've been talking about how all the people I'm seeing are very talented and you know, they're ones to watch, etc. But some of them are actually doing it. And on the one hand, that's great for them. Congratulations, nothing but the best. On the other hand, it's like, okay, but what about me? What did I want to do? It's great that they're doing it, but what am I doing? Oh man, it's gone 20 minutes already. That's how long it took me to iron a shirt, 20 minutes. And here I was hoping this would be a shorter episode. My apologies, I just can't help a ramble. So, last night I was planning to either go to, or planning to go to two shows, actually. I was going to go to the London Welsh Centre to catch up with the men's choir there, which I've been told repeatedly is really impressive, and I've been meaning to go to. And then I was also hoping to check out Cruel Intentions, who I talked about with Yara. They were playing at the Victoria in Dalston. But it got to about nine o'clock before I even came close to deciding what I wanted to do. And ultimately, I decided not to do either. Tonight, I am planning to see Worst Place perform at Old Blue Last. But there was a part of me also thinking of going to check out Albert Hammond Jr., who is supported by Assassin, and they are playing at Electric Ballroom in Camden. Now, there's, actual, there's an actual ticket price involved in that show, which is already outside of my budget. And there was a part of me hoping I could maybe get Albert to sign my copy of Meet Me in the Bathroom, and maybe, maybe, maybe even be on the podcast. But then I thought if I was to make that happen, I'd probably have to get to that show pretty early. A good few hours before doors open, etc. To see if there's a chance to see him in the first place. And then make said request. And all of that felt a little bit unlikely. But as I was continuing to um and ah, which is something I really have an issue with these days. 
indecision. It's paralyzing. But as I've been you know, debating whether to, whether not to, it's now got to a time where I think it's a bit late to go there anyway. I mean, I could go and just watch the show, but it would seem very unlikely that I'd get the chance to talk to Albert, get the book signed, get him on the podcast, etc. And that is, that is what I primarily want to do. So I'm thinking instead I'll just go and see Worst Place. Not just go. I will go and see Worst Place at Old Last. And hopefully catch up with them. See what's new. I'd kind of like to find out what their, their gear is. What, their, what guitars, what amps, what pedals, etc. Because I am a complete novice when it comes to what guitars to get. And what pedals and effects and so on are good. So it'd be nice to hear from someone else what they recommend. Especially since I am, have just decided live on this episode to take playing live more seriously and to really make more of a commitment towards it, invest more towards it. It'd be good to hear from people who are currently doing it to get a better grasp of the nuts and bolts involved. Well, this has been fun. I think I've kept you long enough. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know, when you do a daily podcast, sometimes there's going to be episodes like this. And I'm sure I've said exactly that in all the other episodes I've done where it's just me talking and rambling about ideas. Maybe a Patreon... I mean, it doesn't hurt to have the Patreon. And sure, it's not exactly generating much income at the moment, but who knows, at some point there might be a turning point in this podcast where... It's popularity skyrockets. And then I imagine I'll be quite grateful to have a Patreon. Or maybe I should just focus on recording songs and putting them online. And instead of trying to get people into the podcast and then through that into the music, I should get people into the music and then through that into the podcast. Decisions, decisions. I think my biggest fear is that I might make the wrong decision, but I don't know what the... I think the worst decision I could make is to not make one. Because then that's just time slipping away, much like not being able to decide which show to go to yesterday, or even today. Ultimately, whichever one you go to, it's not going to be the best or worst thing. It will just be what you make of it. The downside will be if, in being indecisive... You miss out on all of the options because too much time passes. A lot to think about. A lot of food for thought. I've ironed the shirt, but I haven't. And now I'm just hanging up the shirts. So yeah, tonight, at some point, what's the time now? Like Coming to seven, maybe? If I haven't left my place by, say, 8 at the latest, that's generally when I think, okay, it's too late. Not tonight. So I've still got some time. So hopefully tonight I'll go and see Worst Place. Hopefully tomorrow's episode will include them. Tomorrow, I believe there's another write-along event happening at Genesis Cinema. And there's a show happening at Notting Hill Arts Club hosted by Turtle Tempo, who has been on the podcast before. That would be a cool thing to check out. Sunday I'm hosting an open mic. So hopefully I'll get some chats there. 
Monday. I don't have anything planned, so we'll see. Tuesday, I'm hosting an open mic. Wednesday, I am seeing Fur support sports team at Scala, which is a venue I've never been to. I'm pretty sure it's right near King's Cross. I think that's the one. So that would be cool. And I think that time around, I might talk to the band. We'll see. And that's pretty much all I have in mind for the very near future. I just wish I was friends with someone who is a drummer in London. And a bassist, and a guitarist, who had a lot of free time. And between them had a van. But it's all well and good sitting on the sidelines and wishing those things were available. I sometimes think when you put your words into action, the answers you seek can start to manifest. At least more so than standing on the sidelines and waiting. I mean, I had no idea what would happen when I started talking to bands at gigs for the podcast. But now I've kept in touch with quite a few of them. And it's really cool to see their progression and to be able to tell people how good their music is. I didn't know what would happen when I first went to an open mic. In fact, at that open mic that my sister came to, one, there was a person there who performed who remembered me from the days I was on the website Drowned in Sound. Now, I don't remember mentioning on Drowned in Sound that I was going to start a daily podcast, but they seem to recall me doing so. Drown and Sound is a real blast from the past. I haven't been on that website in ages or on that, or on that uh, web forum. But I did start one saying loads of Japanese bands is the name of my band. And I was swiftly met with people saying that's a really, really bad name. It's not even funny. It's just stupid. Change the name, etc., etc. So one, there was that. Two, one of the people that performed that night was there when I first came to one of these open mics and performed a cappella. And he said to me, was that your first time? And I said, it was my first time in a while. Because I'd done an open mic with someone else before then, a couple of times. In fact, I actually play, I've actually played a show once in London as loads of Japanese bands. And I think it was attended by all of my brother, his girlfriend at the time, and two of my friends from Exeter. And I remember afterwards emailing the promoter and saying, thank you so much for the opportunity. If there's any other gigs you have coming up that need someone to support, need a support act, please let me know. And he said, I doubt I'll be doing that because not only did you show up late and you were meant to be two of you, it was only one, but you brought all of about four people. I think at the very least I deserve an explanation and I never replied to that email. And I think that's the fear that I've been carrying around. That stopped me from pursuing performing properly live since. And I think it's high time I got over it. Okay, I need to get myself ready for heading out. If anyone listens to this, <laughs> thank you. I said that before as well. You get a lot of deja vu doing a daily podcast, I'll tell you that. Thank you for listening. You can find me online at saddestnightout or email me saddestnightout at gmail.com. You can join my other three patrons on patreon.com forward slash saddestnightout. And uh, yeah, oh, I've also started posting on Instagram TV, which is a new platform on Instagram that lets you 
post longer videos. And I've been posting some of the set or some clips from the shows I've been going to. So do check that out as well. That's definitely enough for me. I'll catch you on the next episode. Take care.